We are Hello live. everyone. How are you? How 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 is your amazing day going thus far? Listen, right now we're going to do something that's really out of the box. And I'm going to introduce you to this fine gentleman that I met several years ago and he helped to change my life. You ever have somebody just enter your life and you don't see where you're going and what that is? And there's always a saying that I still live by. And it's one of the greatest sayings. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. I met this young man in the United States in Chicago several years ago. And I was going to an event we call Inspired to Speak. I wanted to become that next marvelous speaker of the world. I wanted to be Les Brown, you know, Lester Bailey being Les Brown. And I was in this event and I was asked by another mentor of mine to do him a small favor, just a small favor, nothing really special, just do him a small favor. He says, will you go pick up someone from the airport just for me? And I said, yes, I will gladly do that. Well, on the way to the airport, like anything else, you're just not thinking of anything special. You're not thinking of the person who's going to inspire your life, motivate your life, and just change that thing forever. And when I met him and another young man, and who I also co-wrote in a book with, I sat there and found out there was a new direction for my life, something to make it more special. So I want to, you know, bring this gentleman back on his face back here for a second. So hold on while I, you know, include him back in the frame. And I want you to actually understand that this year, Dr. Gordon So, I, I am so appreciative of knowing him. I'm so appreciative of the things that he has done, not just for me, but so many others. And I had an opportunity to see him work with someone. So Dr. Gordon, so I welcome you to the Landing for Success, Lester Bailey, my knowledge of films <laughs> and everything that I'm doing. So I welcome you here for you today, sir. Wow, thank you so much, Chief Bailey. And what a pleasure to be here. And I know uh, you have so many accolades and successes right now, like what you mentioned, my ideology, right? Uh, VP of uh, Empowerment for Dirt Mention Films, the High Five Club, and there's so many other amazing things that you're doing. So what a pleasure to be here uh, on, your, on your show today. Thank you. You know, it, it's so fun to have you because I get to interview my mentor. When you get a chance to really, you know, when you someone else can actually see how you develop in life, you need coaches and mentors. And my, you know, my mentor here has really helped me to see things that I didn't. I'm retired from the Chicago Police Department. And after retiring from Chicago Police Department and retirement period, you always wonder what is next and we're going to do. So when I got to meet this gentleman, he just gave me ideas, ideas beyond my own ideas. And you know, when someone actually helps you out, they take you out of the chicken school and they put you in eagle school so you can <laughs> soar and you're no longer pecking on the ground. <laughs> and Dr. Smith, Dr. I so, love that. I love that, right? Where eagles fly, <laughs> Lester. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so good. So please, Tell me a little bit about yourself as we go on with this interview. 
Well, Lester, th thank you so much. You know, as you were making that introduction, I'm looking up and I'm thinking, now I know what pancake feels like when syrup is coming down, right? <laughs> so thank you so much for that uh, in introduction. You know, you, you graciously and humbly said, um, you know, me being your mentor, but, you know, I really see as, as two individuals who have gotten along so well together since the day we met uh, in Chicago. And I was so appreciative of that um, you went out of your way. You know, often you and I talk about Napoleon Hill talks about going that extra mile. And you didn't have to do it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, from a friend who said, hey, can you pick up this total stranger uh, at the airport? And you did. And from there, we formed an incredible friendship. And from there, we formed, uh, you know, some incredible masterminds, master alliances, partnerships, collaborations, and together we've now changed the lives of uh, so many other uh, individuals. And I'm so proud of the fact that uh, you and I have created a, a brand new Mindset for Success series called the Well Formula, the 10 Keys to Success uh, together as well. So I did want to, I did want to share that uh, uh, for a minute as well. Uh, you know, my background, Lester, is, is so easy. Uh, do me a favor, just go buy a copy of the book. No, <laughs> no I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, number one, yeah, the book is available on Amazon, but the book that Lester just held up, Volume 2 and Volume mm -hmm. 1, if you go to Amazon, uh, I believe, Lester, Amazon, the forward and the first chapter is free. So Volume 1 and Volume 2, you'll be able to read uh, Sir John Shin, uh, and he is, you know, John Shin is the executive producer of Think and Grow Rich Legacy, the movie. He actually wrote the four in the first two books. One of them, you're in it. In fact, you and I both went to California together and met John Shin together for the very first time when we first met him. Uh, so if you want to read, learn more about my story, my early years, uh, of uh, being an immigrant kid and, and the bullying that I experienced coming from Hong Kong to Canada. Uh, that's in the first first book. And then the second book, there's a story there. And, and I'm so excited to have shared another story now in Land for Success, uh, volume number three. And in number three, just like you know, where you were co-author in the first second book, Lester, there are 17 amazing authors from every walk of life talking about their journey, their challenges, their struggles, and how they survived and thrived. So it's, um, I encourage everyone to, to, to pick up a copy. And uh, my story's in there. And, and I hope uh, my story and other stories in there will help you to land for success. Listen, before we get there, we still want to know about you. I love the, <laughs> you know, the story you know, that you're telling about the book. And I'm, we're going to get on that. But tell us about, you know, the Gordon. So the, the guy who had questions about what he would do in life, you know, what was your first job that you actually had in your lifetime? And how did that motivate you? Or have you really ever worked a job? You know, the traditional, what we know as a nine to five. And what did that look like <laughs> to you? Well, Leslie, you know, I, I did have a nine to five once. <laughs> Once. <laughs> and, you know, I graduated from uh, high school. And some of you, if you read volume number one, like Land for Success, I talked about how 
you know, as an immigrant kid, English was my second language. And so needless to say, I didn't do well in school and in high school. In fact, in high school, I finished off with a 49% average in English. Can you imagine like 49% average in, in English? That's what you call an F. <laughs> right? <laughs> and to this day, Lester, I'm not sure how I graduated high school because with the 49%, you're not supposed to graduate. That teacher gave me a 51, changed my grade to 51. So I've always wondered, did, they, did the school really like me? Did the teacher like me enough to pass me? Or did they just wanted to promote me out of the school, right? Because mm -hmm. I was one of these kids, you know, you as a police officer, if you were to patrol, if you were patrolling that school, you would say, Gordon, get back in class. I spend more time in the school cafeteria with my buddies playing backgammon <laughs> when I was in school. So if they would have gave away, if they would have gave, you know, straight A's for backgammon, I would, I would have been school valedictorian. So I, <laughs> I ended up, Lester, uh, obviously um, not going to college or university, but I ended after high school, I ended up with a job working for Cooper's Library, one of the five big accounting firms. Don't ask me how I did it, but I ended up working for mm -hmm. Cooper's Library. I worked there for about a year. That was probably the only real job that I ever had. And um, I remember my paycheck was $985.65 or something like that. I don't remember the exact number, but it was mm -hmm. just slightly under $1,000 after tax, right? <laughs> and I thought to myself, if I could get that, if I could oh, just wow. get it to $1,000 a month, I don't know if anyone can relate to this. If I could just get it to $1,000 a month, I, I'd be rich. Right. I'd be rich. I just want to make over a thousand dollars a month. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so one, one day my job uh, is always mm -hmm. to walk the reports. Remember those, they, they used to call spools. Like, you know, you don't just print something off on your yes. home computer anymore. The machines were huge, took up an entire yes. room and the reports would spool off. It had all those little holes in them. So my job was to be in that mail room, kind of like, you know, um, Edward C. Barnes, and he worked in the mailroom for five years, right, before he became a partner with Thomas Edison. So I would take the mm -hmm. report, I seal it in an envelope, and my job was to not look at it. My job was to walk it over to the partner's office in another building in their ivory tower, you know, the top floor of a big financial building, and I'm to drop off the report for them. Well, needless to say, you know, I'm not supposed to look at the reports, but you know, when you have x-ray vision eyes, like Clark Kent, <laughs> right? So you could spy eyeglasses. I saw the income of the average income of the partners, like, you know, one of the top CPA firm in the world, from Newfoundland mm -hmm. to Vancouver, from coast to coast. When I saw their average income, I thought, I thought accountants made millions when I saw the average income of the, the 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 CPAs, I got out of there as quick as I could. I no longer wanted to, see, to be a CPA. That was the only real job I ever had. Lasted for almost wow. one year. So my first job was at age 13, I started knocking on doors and selling newspapers. Selling newspapers mm -hmm. door to door. If anyone ever wants to know how to become a really good salesperson, 
and learn the fear of rejection, go knocking on doors. Actually, that's not true. I started off by selling newspapers on the telephone. That's how I started. Oh, wow. And then from That'd the telephone, I went door knocking, selling newspapers door to door. And then I sold encyclopedias on the phone. Does anybody remember? Does anyone remember? Um, Botanica encyclopedias. Yeah. Well, the series I was selling was called Grolier's, Grolier Books, G-R-O-L-I-E-R, -E right? Not the Britannica. Um, and so Grolier, you remember the Dr. Seuss, you guys, anybody remember the Dr. Seuss books? Dr. Seuss, right? Uh, yes, Disney, yes, yes. Popular Mechanics. Well, that was the company that I was selling for on the phone. And my mentor at the time said to me, Gordon, if you can sell encyclopedias on the phone, can you imagine? Like the, the, the parents can't, they can't feel it, they can't touch it. So if you can paint that picture for someone on the phone and sell them a set of encyclopedias, you'll be able to sell anything to anybody uh, in the future. And that's what I did. You know, I, that, that's, that's one of my so first starts. That's so funny when you look at it, because like I, you know, was that newspaper boy and knocking on doors and trying to see where I could be fit in in life. And as you were moving on, you know, through your life, you finally found out that thing that you really became important to you. And I want you all to understand these are our stories of life. And if you have a story about your life and how you overcame things. It's important for you to learn how to write a story and we're going to invite you to our next uh, series of Landing for Success, volume four and, and probably volume five because we're gonna keep going on because your story of achievement, you know, we call it Landing for Success, but your story of achievement has been so magnetic. So I'm figuring that you started on your entrepreneurial world and you finally found out businesses that just took off and made you a multi-trillionaire or were you still <laughs> struggling through the battles of life? Well, I mean, there's always struggles, right, Lester? There's always struggles. Yes. So I, I ended up, um, you know, I got out of high school. I was unemployable. I started a number of businesses. Some of them worked, some of them failed. But, you know, all those little businesses were just getting by. I remember buying a little printing press, tiny little printing mm -hmm. press for like 1500 bucks. Back then it was like my entire life savings. And it was probably about uh, kind of like this blue Yeti, maybe four times the size you can imagine. And it sits on, on your desk mm -hmm. and it's a foil printing. Remember gold stamped foil business cards or letterheads? Yes. That's what I did, right? So I bought this machine and I had these foil wraps that went in there and I would go out and I sell people the idea that they should have a business card and it should be gold uh, foil. So I go make the sale, I come home and I stamp them and I deliver them and I make my money. But it was like, it was just a menial income, right? So I knew there was more. Mm -hmm. And remember that story I mentioned to you about uh, Cooper's? I knew yes. when I left there that I wanted to get in the real estate business. Because I saw people oh. making a fortune in real estate. I, I, I was reading about the Donald Trumps of the world back then, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and I was reading about how the majority of individuals who made their wealth made their wealth in real estate. And so I got, I got into the real estate industry. 
And wow. I was fortunate, Lester, uh, to hit the top one half of 1% of a company at the time that had, you know, this little, their, their logo is like, you know, red, white, and blue, and they have a balloon, right? And they talk mm-hmm. about, you know, the, the cream rises to uh, the crop, rises to the top. And so I was fortunate. Mm-hmm. I hit um, the top one half, 1% of that company in North America. There was about 20,000 agents at the time. And I carved my uh, niche in the real estate industry, selling residential real estate. And then I moved into uh, the mortgage industry. And in the first 18 months, we wrote about 300, 300 deals. Uh, and from there, wow. I, I got into the, I got reeled into, right, the direct sales network marketing industry. I fell in love with the idea of residual income. Somebody said, you know, Gordon, residual income. Like who would, in the comment, you guys say yes, 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 if you like residual income. Because Lester, for me, in the real estate industry, come January 1, it, it had, I had to push the ball back up the hill again. Does that make sense? <laughs> so starting all over again. Starting again, all over no again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter how much I made. I had to start all over again. So someone got me into a company and I bought $100,000 worth of inventory. Wow. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me why. <laughs> this individual convinced me to buy 100 grand worth of inventory air filters water filters and as i look out of my home right now out the window you guys can't see it's a there's a snowstorm out there but a street away from here i used to own tons of real estate on that block and i lost it all at one point but there is one of my garages that was filled with air filters and water filters i couldn't even park my car in that garage i had air filters in my house and my living room in my dining room going up the stairs i mean my wife was like gordon what are you doing right i mean how many of us have been in direct sales network marketing and and we're if if you're still married you guys right you know how much patience our spouse have with us well so that was my first experience lester into the direct sales network marketing industry um and it, it was very costly but i never gave up i get into a second company did relatively well help them open up um, uh, in new countries. And the third company, I just actually knocked it out of the park, sold my interest, and then I retired. You know, and it's funny when you say that, because when you got into the, that next area of direct sales and you worked with that company, we'll, we'll never say the name. We'll just say, you know, we'll just <laughs> use, you know, the acronym of ACN. But yes, and, yes. And moving in that direction, when you got out of it, you 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 have always been a person that was able to talk with people. You know that's a, a gift of yours that's amazing, because I've for you all that don't know, Gordon has a um, used to do a business summit, and and inside of that business summit, he he was actually able to always connect with people and connect with people what he thought he was, but he didn't understand he was the master of the room. You know, when you, you know, influence friends, <laughs> you know, you, you read certain books and it, several times Gordon has referred to one book. that he hasn't said the name yet, but he called he called on Napoleon Hill. For those of you all that don't know who Napoleon Hill is, you need to introduce yourself to Napoleon Hill through, through the book of Think and Grow Rich. Think and Grow Rich is one of the most phenomenal books out there on the market. It's been out there for over 100 years and it's still remaining the one of the top books of all times, top books. And reading this book, 
How did that inspire you to leave that that one company in order to do something else? What was that desire that you began to have outside of network marketing? Yeah, it's incredible, Lester. I was, um, you know, the first company I was with, their their initials are NSA. And somebody once said that NSA uh, stands for never sleep again, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so once you, catch, once you catch that vision, right, that excitement, enthusiasm, what you, you just never sleep again. And so with that company, mm-hmm. they said, you know, you don't have to sell. You just share. You share your opportunity. You just share your uh, you know, the product or services, how wrong was that ever, right? A friend of mine was also with our company. He said, mm-hmm. Gordon, they say you don't sell, but guess what I ended up doing? I sold my car, I sold my furniture, I sold everything I had just to survive, right? But during that time, I remember I came out of a very successful real estate mortgage career. And that's why I was able to buy $100,000 mm-hmm. worth of inventory. So today in network marketing, people get started for 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 500 bucks, and it's easy in, easy out, right? Um, and, and I was told by my upline or sponsors, whatever term they were calling it at the time, they said, Gordon, you got to read books. You got to invest in personal development. You got to rethink and grow rich. By Napoleon Hill, I bought it, but I never read it. Hmm. You know, that's I, interesting. I, thought, said that. you I know, bought so it, but I never people, read it because I'm thinking, I, I know it all. You know, I'm in the top one half of 1% at, 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 in, in a real estate company in North America with 20,000 people. I'm single. I'm living at home. Thank goodness for parents, right? I don't have to pay rent. I'm making a strong six-figure income. I don't need this. I'm going to get into direct sales. and I'm going to knock it out of the park. But it knocked me on my rear and on my back. So I got that company, ran into some difficulties. And so I joined a new company. And in that mm-hmm. new company, I met some individuals who were X Amway diamonds. Mm-hmm. One of them was a triple diamond in Amway at one point. He made $28 million in nine years. And he told me, read books, wow. listen to tapes, attend events and seminars and workshops and the rallies and so on. And initially, like the first company, I resisted. Mm. And, you know, in Amway, they teach about books, tapes, rallies, and seminars. They say they don't, they don't make money on tools. <laughs> My mentor taught me how to make money in, with tools. Books, tapes, rallies, seminars, dream nights. And so in the second organization, I ran my business like the folks, the way they would run it. their Amway business. And we blew up that business. And I sold more Think and Grow Rich books to my organization than I think, I'm just making it up now, but then, you know, than Think and Grow Rich ever sold themselves. That's not true. But, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it was the science of getting rich, how I raised myself from failure to success by Frank Betcher, Augmentino's book, Right, the greatest salesman or the greatest miracle salesman. of the world. In fact, what's kind of neat is, you know, our book launch that we just did um, the, the yesterday and today. And I encourage you, if you guys are watching, go pick up a copy. In the new release, we're number one in the self in the motivational cat, self help category, and Ogmandino was number five in that category, the greatest salesman in the world. 
And by no means am I ever going to compare ourselves to Ogmandino because you know, Lester, for me, Ogmandino's books are in, the, in my top five readers list. But just just the the smile put my uh, on my face and our author's face to be able to see us for a moment in time, you know, be featured in that same space is just absolutely. You know, I, I have to ask you this. Let me let me ask you this. When you first started thinking about authors, you know, people writing in a book, and you started out with a series, and I want you all to understand this series was called "Empowering Women to Succeed." It's the balance edition. It was the third of the third in a series of books. So, what got you started wanting people to write their stories? Because you know, volume one of it came from where? How did you even think of beginning that type of series of books? Wow. Um, Lester, you and I again met through Dr. James Stantley, inspired to speak in Chicago. In fact, yes. Dr. James Stantley wrote the four in this third volume, Land for Success. And I remember Doc mm -hmm. said to me, I have a client in New York and she's a doctor. And she is in a book series where she paid $10,000 to write a chapter in the book. Mm. Imagine. And there was like 30 or 40 mm -hmm. authors in the book. And the reason why she chose to be an author in the book was she was told by the group that sold it to her that when you become a published author, you gain more credibility. It's going to open more doors for you. You're going to get celebrity status. You're going to be interviewed, you know, on television and radio and get more speaking engagements and so on. And so she did it. Not, she not only did it once, she was so happy with it. She was in the second book and the third book. Is that incredible? Yeah. And then well, a friend what of mine. You, what got you started? What, what was that thing? That's, that what, really that's got what got me started. started. That's what got me started, Lester. And I'm thinking $10,000 to write a chapter in a book. Are you kidding me? That's a down payment on a house. <laughs> that, that could be a lot. But, yes. but, but the idea was really intriguing. So a friend of mine, Randy Goodman, single mom raising four mm -hmm. boys in a row. Now, it's, it's hard enough to raise one <laughs> right, on your own. Single mom raising four boys on her own. Uh, she's the founder of the Toronto Women's Expo. So she had come to me at one point and said, can you help me grow my business? And so we collaborated together. And we started building events, Toronto Women's Expo, Empower Women Succeed. We would have two, three, four, five hundred people at an event. Lester, you were there. You were part of uh, one of our books and one of our book launches. And I thought, okay, we have all these amazing women. Let's get them to share their stories. But by no means do I want them to have to pay $10,000 to be an author in a book. Now, since then, I've seen people mm -hmm. pay twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 or more to be a cult author in the book. So, so I guess, you know, you get what you pay for. And so one day we had an event called the Business Wall Summit. We had about two, 300 people at that event. And the night before I had this crazy idea, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Crazy idea that we should publish a book. So I had somebody on Fiverr create a book cover for me for five bucks. I took that book cover. I went mm -hmm. to a, a business depot. You guys have a business depot or Staples in the U.S.? So it's called our office place. Well, yeah, we have a Staples. Staples? Mm -hmm. 
So I went there and I and yeah, I took staples. and I took the book cover and I had them print eight and a half by eleven photograph pictures, three or four of them. And then I bought these plastic tents. Is that what they're called? Like plastic stands. And I stuck mm -hmm. the picture in, in four of them. And I went to our event, Business Well Summit, Toronto Women's Expo, Empower Women Succeed. And I walked in and the room was packed. And my good friend, Randy Goodman, that I was partnered with at the time, she was sitting there and said, Randy, you see this right here? You are now going to be the anchor <laughs> of a new book series called The Empowering Women to Succeed. And she said, sure. We had no idea what we were doing. We had never published <laughs> a book before. We didn't even have an editor, Lester. And so we started promoting it. And we started telling our, our clients that we can blow them up, right? Like Carlos Cicadas, you got to show up to blow up. You become an author. We're going to help you write it. We're going to help you edit it. We're going we're gonna to do all the marketing. All you have to do is write it and we'll take care of the rest. And make a long story short, you know, today Randy has like eight international best-selling uh, uh, books with Empower Women Succeed. You're 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 one of them, right? In that series, and and we have had authors that have gone on to build incredible, successful coaching, uh, speaking careers, as a result of being an author in uh, Empower Women Succeed. So I don't know if that gives you an, an you know, answer I, I, how, how we started that. And I love it. And I'm, I'm so glad that you kept that idea moving on, you know, because so many of us have always wanted to be an author writing our, our own book. And as you, we all know, can pays 15 to $25,000 to write their own book. This is just true. This, mm. And they want to get their book out there and they want it marketed. They want it, you know, to go through everything. But most people during this time, don't even have an opportunity to get their books out to more than five or 10 people. Then that's family and friends. And the idea that you gave each and every one of us to be able to work all together as one, you know, you know, that one mind can only go so far. So when we read the book, They Can Go Rich, it always talked about, you know, one of your favorite statements is getting the right mindset and getting the right alliance you know, that alliance of bringing people together to tell a story. So throughout the Business Wealth Summit that you actually began, you have that idea again to write with, with Jay, Jay Gattistan. And I love that you all decided again, you know, what is that story that you have to have made them, you know, the success? And people don't understand so many times that the failures that you had in life help to lead to what success actually looks like. Where can you, you go from to another area? And being in the, you know, the volume one and volume two and now volume three is out, you know, I know that that brings you happiness. And why is it because you, why is it that you believe that people should tell their story? Let's start there. Why do you really believe that people should yeah. tell their story? That, that, that's a great question, Lester. You know, from listening and hearing our authors or co-authors from our book series there's there's three main reasons why uh they tell us that they're they're writing their story number one mm -hmm. it's an incredible healing process mm. isn't that amazing 
right? When you, when you, when you start telling your story and you're writing it out, it's such an incredible healing process. That's, that's number one. Uh, the second reason why some of them write their story is they truly want to get their story heard and get it out into the world. So it can inspire, motivate someone else who may have gone through or gone through, right? Similar situations that they went through and how they were able to survive and thrive. Does that make sense? Like we have an author mm -hmm. that talks about yeah. how she had to flee a, uh, a, a, a war-torn country. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like we live here in North America, one of the greatest countries in the world. Right, the United States, Canada, and I know there are some stuff out there that um, is, you know, it's not fun. When you look at homelessness, for example, you as a police officer, you see some of the stuff that happens every day out there, and and it's not the homelessness of the parents, but what about the kids that are affected as well? And you see, there's 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 things that 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 we think is tough or terrible. You know, we 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 get a paper cut and we think it's terrible. And you got someone who has to flee, leave their families, never see them ever again. And then coming to a new country and the struggles that they have to have, and maybe the three or four jobs that they have to have just to try to survive mm -hmm. and, and feed their families, right? So somebody wants to share their, uh, tell their story so it can actually inspire somebody else to succeed. And there's a, a third uh, individual that they want to write because they want to position themselves as a published author. And I, I like that idea. Before you, you know, you further that, and I, I want everybody to understand that your story, first of all, counts. You know, Dr. So mm. and I are here together talking about these, but when you really look at your story and how it can affect someone, one of the ladies in the first book that I am a part of talked about being raped while she was in in school in college and never about the story she didn't know how to tell her family what happened she had no idea how to tell them and when we were doing the book event is when her mother found out for the first time actually what happened to her during this time we have another woman that wrote in the book and she talked about how dangerous it was to grow up in a crime family and how mm. she was actually able to move through that event. And now, you know, with the Land for Success, we're talking about immigrants moving from, you know, as, you know, Dr. So has done, moving from country into another country. And when you're talking about leaving everything that you know, and I love how he's basically said it because Dr. So is, is really, really not giving you his whole story. You know, mm. he always talks about my meekness and how I hold back. But when you're really talking about your story and someone else is going through the story that you lived or you're getting wow. ready to go through and you'd be so you're so inspired by the story because, you know, this could happen for you when you're wow. looking at many people are giving you stories. You know, again, if if Napoleon Hill actually wrote all the stories of people who were inspired by his story. You know, when mm. you think about the book of Think and Grow Rich, he talks about all of these people that he, of course, met 
But when you, you know, you learn about Napoleon Hill himself and the things that he went through, and I think it's outwitting the devil, when you start seeing what he had to go through and the story that he had to live. See, when you're writing your story, it's more than just you. I like how you said, Dr. So, about the healing process or about the motivational process. Because in this book, you're talking about for you business owners out there, a lot of business owners, you know, they don't tell you what happened during their climb to their success. You know, you all of a sudden think that Charles Schwab was just that guy, mm. but you don't understand what Charles Schwab's, where his story started. If you read the book, Think and Grow Rich, you'll find out where his story actually started from. But all of these stories, all of these ways of moving and warming up, of learning about how you can get through failure, because all of us are going to go through a failure at once. Hmm. All going to learn about this story, but what is it that mo motivates you? And reading this, and so I'm, I'm, I'm loving these new stories that I've read in the current book, Think and Grow Rich, Volume 3. And I want really everybody to take the time out to go to Amazon and get your Kindle copy for 99 cents. I mean, I know everybody should have a dollar. And if you don't have a dollar, you know, for those of you all, you know, DM me, I'll help you, you know, to get a dollar. And Daniel Pewter out there yesterday talked about the same thing because we understand the stories that we're telling. So many times yeah. you need to know how to get through, how someone else did it. We all know how to drive a car, but if someone did teach you, <laughs> you would never be in that car. You would just be standing out there talking one of these days, I'll get on the bus and, and hopefully I'll learn that way. These stories are wow. truly inspirational. Some of them are little, some of them are little tearjerker stories. And most of them are really inspirational stories because even Gordon's story, and let me tell you all, I have to tell you this. I was in these series of books, Dr. Gordon So, before he was. I talked to yes. him and talked to yes. him and talked to him for years. And I had to come up a little bit closer yes. <laughs> and say, Gordon, your story needs to be a part of ours. And he really looked at that. And, you know, and Gordon will come up to you and he will inspire and motivate you and get you up off of your assets to, in order to get that point. And once Gordon actually sees that, because I was with him in California again on, on a separate event. And when we were there, he went into a room with my, one of my co-partners, you know, Chantel Simone, and he talked to a room full of people who had never seen him, never met him. And he just started talking to them about how to grow themselves, not just their business, but themselves, how they are you know, holding themselves back from being their best self. So after they turned around and heard his story and they started reading the book, a lot of their business took off from having almost nothing to now some of the most successful people. And he's still talking to successful people, encouraging and motivating them <laughs> to turn around and tell their stories and is yet taking them into a new level. He has a guy in the book by the name of Tony Singh. And Tony talks about how his business was and what he needed to do. And he talks to, you know, a um, X-Men, well, I shouldn't say X-Minister because you're still going to be that Tom Shesher who always talks about what his story did and how he was motivated to move with his story. There are so many stories of people who live real lives. And I really mm -hmm. encourage you to go to Amazon. It takes you just a moment. As a matter of fact, it probably took me about 
two minutes to go in there and, you know, and purchase the book. And I started reading the book immediately and I said, okay, oh, I forgot to do a rating. So whosoever story that you actually see, I want you to click on their name of the story and give them a five-star rating. I mean, just give them a five-star rating. The rating of the story helps these authors move into the number one spot. It helps their stories to be told to more people than just you. And if you're one of those people that really get inspired and motivated, why don't you buy a copy for someone? Again, so now you spend all this one. <laughs> I want you to constantly look at what story really motivated you. Put a star by it and then tell that story to someone. We're so eager to not give the stories, but you can tell each person's story and how you became great, how you landed for success. So your story can be next in one of our volumes here in Landed for Success because I see what it takes to be there. You're going to have another story with uh, Dr. So in about an hour, I believe it's 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Mr. Byron Nelson. One of the guys I truly admire how he has moved through the different companies and he's in my, he's doing talks every day. He's like me, you know, whatever we can to get you off of your assets and get you to move into what you expect. But all of this was started by Dr. So. You would be mm. surprised how many people he has helped to make millionaires. He talks about friends of his who mm. have done it. You know, any of you all ever heard of a guy by the name of Robert Hollis? And you, you know, mm. Robert Hollis is a really good guy who helped make 50 people, you know, a millionaire. Byron has also helped them to make them a millionaire. And Gordon has helped other people make them a millionaire. So when you're looking at these stories and you wonder why these people are coming to Gordon all the time, you talk to Dr. James, Sir Dr. James Gently, and he'll still tell you that Gordon still inspires us. He doesn't mm. just want to tell you his story about it. And yes, he had to tell himself how to become a millionaire. I just want you all to understand this. He, you know, he had mentors and coaches. And we all need to have a great mentor. We need to have a great coach. And I'm mm. bringing my people along this journey because I have three authors who are now committed to volume three. So I don't want you to miss out on your story because I know that your story is important. Wouldn't you agree that your story is the most important story because they haven't Absolutely. heard your voice yet? Your story is your voice. So Dr. So, you, you made a comment. One of the greatest things about having your own book is that you said something about a business card. Can you describe what you mean by your, your story can be your business card? Yeah, absolutely, Lester. You know, often, um, often we walk into rooms and we hand someone a business card, right? So I would even love some comments on here. How many of you have collected business cards and where are they now? Right? We, we, we go to networking <laughs> events, we come home with business cards, they're in the back of our seat, we have, they're, they're already lost, they're in a shoebox. We never look at them, we never follow up with them. So whoever gave you cards, the only individuals that got wealthy are the people who are printing the cards. That's just my opinion. <laughs> Remember I used to print business cards? I loved it when people came back for more cards. Hey, did you get any business out of the cards you gave? Well, not yet, but everyone tells me in business, you gotta have a business card, okay? So I believe one of the best ways to promote yourself is to give someone a copy of your book. 
Does that make sense? That is the best business card. You know, one of our authors um, is Roy Cleves, who is a co-author with Lester in volume number uh, two, Landed, Landed for Success. Roy is a, a real estate agent, real estate broker. And so we helped him write a book called uh, The Accidental Real Estate Millionaire. And it's quite an incredible story of his journey. I won't go too much into it. Uh, he used to own a, a, a video store. You guys remember video stores? <laughs> How many of you remember Blockbuster? We probably all remember Blockbusters. It wasn't a Blockbuster. It was a smaller little, smaller uh, video store. I think it was called Jumbo Video. So when he told me about Jumbo Video, Lester, I said, the only thing I know are Jumbo Shrimps, right? <laughs> but Jumbo Video. And he almost went bankrupt as a result of owning that business. Then he accidentally got involved in real estate investing and then real estate. And, you know, there was, there was a time when while he was on a cruise ship, during the time he was actually on a cruise, he actually made over $100,000 that month. But he's gone on to uh, make money uh, as a real estate agent, a real estate investor. He's building in Florida. He's building in the East Coast of Halifax right now. He's helping his investors make money. He's helping his agents make money. So that book is now his business card. He's given out hundreds of his books to his clients and to people he, he meets. Now, I'm not sure about the average price of real estate where you guys are. Um, where, let's say in Toronto, the average price of a thousand square foot home is about a million dollars to a million and a half. So if you listed and sold Say you listed a house for a million dollars and you got a 5% commission, that's $50,000. My question is how many books, if you're at events, you're at seminars, you're at workshops, right, and you're, you're at places that you're meeting people, how many books will you need to give away before you get that one listing or that one sale? Does that make sense? Can you imagine the money you can make using a, a, a book uh, as a business card. Here, here's a neat thing. You're going to meet my number one go-to individual for speaking. And it's my great friend, Byron Nelson. You're going to meet him at 3 p.m. today. He has trained he, he so many speakers in the past. It's not funny. And mm -hmm. when I was negotiating for speakers to go to Nigeria with us, I put in the names of five speakers individuals that I've worked with and coached over the years. They're all uh, authors and, and books that I have produced. Isn't that funny? So hopefully that gives you a little bit of a, an insight on who I choose to work with as well. They've all been uh, authors in our books. Out of the five I put in, the one person that they said, nope, we don't want is Dr. Byron Nelson. And I started shaking my head thinking, what are you talking about? On a scale of 1 to 10, he's at 11, and everybody else is a 5. Not to take away from those other five. Do you know why they said they didn't want to choose him? Why? Because he was the only one that had not written and published a book. Isn't that funny? No matter how hard I try to convince him that, guys, he is, he is the Michael Jordan. Out of my entire list, he's my Michael Jordan. And like, no, has he written a book? Oh, well, sorry, we can't bring him. So there are organizations out there that would not hire you to speak or train. Mm. 
unless you are an actual published author. And you know what the silly thing is? You have probably met individuals yourself who have been interviewed on television, interviewed in magazine, and they're an expert in your field and you're listening to them talk and you say, if that person is an expert, oh my goodness, I could be the person <laughs> in the United States. Like they are so bad. But guess what? They have one over you because they publish something and people see them as the expert. So if you're thinking of positioning yourself as that go-to person in your niche, in your market, in your field, whether you're a real estate agent, an insurance broker, a coach, an author, a speaker, a tennis pro, write a book, you guys. Doesn't doesn't have to be with us. Write a I'm book. Not sure. yeah. I'm not sure <laughs> Justin Trudeau, you know, President Justin Trudeau has written his story. You may have to make him an author in one of the books. <laughs> Look, let me let me let me show you something really powerful. Okay. Image okay. is really important, isn't it? Yes, it so, is. So Land for Success, we're partnered with an event this summer. It's got it's the it's a waterfront event where we're recognizing over 280 women in 15 different categories for their achievement. So the Waterfront Awards has a magazine as well. Now, some of you are, are who are watching right now are saying, Lester, how, are we good on time? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm okay. just getting a thousand messages. <laughs> okay. So wa uh, uh, Waterfront Awards, look at this magazine that they have. Look who's in the front. Now, some of you don't know. If you're in the U.S., you don't know who this is. But prior to becoming the prime minister of Canada, he was featured in the front cover of the Waterfront magazine. Who would like to Who would like to be part of this magazine? So some of you may have seen this individual. One of my favorite movies is um, The Titanic. And you guys probably yes. know this individual right here. Leonardo da, da Vinci. No, I mean, um, sorry, no. Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. DiCaprio, right? <laughs> How, who, who would like to be associated with the Waterfront magazine? The Waterfront Awards. You've got Leonardo. You've got the Prime Minister of Canada. Does anybody know this individual? He's a polarizing individual. <laughs> Prince Harry, right? Yeah. Waterfront magazine. There's a the first female astronaut. I don't have that article. Uh, some of you guys probably know uh, Robert Herjavec from the Shark Tank. So Arlene Dickinson from the Dragon's Den. She ended up in the front cover. Needs, needless to say, somebody else wanted the front cover as well. So the power of association when you're in print. So one of the things I love to teach my clients, Lester, and you've perfected it. Are you okay? Are you okay there? Not, yeah. That, oh, is, yeah. that is media. You want to be in print. You want to write a book. You want to start a podcast. Those two things alone will help you create influence. And so if there's one thought I could leave with, with um, anybody who's watching today who's struggling to make money. doesn't matter what industry, what field you're in. Online, offline, this line, that line, it doesn't matter. TikTok, that talk, right? Instagram, this Instagram. It all comes back to one thing, influence. Okay, why do we all buy Jordan shoes? Or uh, uh, why do we all buy uh, Nike shoes? Michael Jordan, that's it. Everyone thinks the minute I put on that pair of shoes, I'm going to be that next Michael Jordan. All right. 
right? Maybe today, LeBron James, uh, Stephen Curry, that individual single-handedly turned, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, kind of like our, our magazine here, in my humble opinion, right? Um, Under Armour into a multi-billion dollar concern. Influence. So if you want to make money, the first thing you want to create, remember there's the three I's, influence, influence, income, and then the impact. Influence, income, and impact. I have so many individuals that will come to me and say, Lester, show me how to make money. I want to make money. I want to, you know, I want to give to charity. I want to build schools in third world countries. Whatever it is that they want to do. Amazing. I want to get back to, to my community, to my church, to my mosque, to my synagogue, whatever it is that they want to do. I want to create impact. Buy my product and help me make, I want to make money now so I can create impact. You can't. Damon Johns always says that best. You watch Damon Johns on the Shark Tank and somebody says, you know, invest in my company because every pair of shoes I get, you, I, I sell, a dollar goes to charity. And Damon Johns will often say, I pass on projects like that because that's all backwards. He says, why don't you just go and make money? <laughs> you know, make so much money that you can just write a check for any charity you want. Does that make sense, you guys? Create that influence, create that income, and then uh, and then create the, the impact. When you become a published author, if you leverage it properly, the word is leveraging it properly. So many people get sucked in into spending thousands that. and tens of thousands of dollars on branding and writing and publishing, and but they never truly stop to learn how to properly leverage a market. They don't spend money on marketing. You know, you, you, you and I have a friend named John Shin from Think and Grow Rich, Legacy the Movie. You go visit John's home. He's got a car for every single day. Every you know, day. He doesn't necessarily brag about it, but he's got, he's got a Lamborghini. He's got two Rolls Royces. He probably has like 10 Lamborghinis, right? And yeah. So you could have a Lamborghini, but if you don't put gas in it, you can't get anywhere. <laughs> Too many people you write know, books, but they don't they don't put gas in it. They spend there are money thousands on and, No, let me let me say there are thousands and thousands of books out there. There's always going to be another book out there. Which one will have your name on it? Hmm. Which one will turn around and influence and impact the people that you know? What yeah. is your story trying to tell someone? It's so important that you just stop. And there's a, a when we talk about the book. Think and grow rich and talk about a burning desire. And that desire has to be what your purpose is. You know, so often in the network marketing field, we say, what is your why? And when you have your why, you understand why your story is taking someone out. Another chapter in the book of Think and Grow Rich, it talks about imagination. What is your imagination? Mm. What is it that you see? What is that group of people that you want to talk to, but you want them to see your story? You are holding your best self back by holding your best self back. <laughs> You're the one that's mm. in charge. You know, there's a story about a little girl in the book of Think and Grow Rich, you know, and it's a story on of persistence. What she had to do in order 
to get something so simple. But she told the story. The story has been told what she had to do. And her story made someone do something that they vowed that they would never do. They vowed it, but she had a persistence in a story. Someone else was telling a story about something that of a product that you may have heard of before. And it was a secret recipe that he had, but he didn't tell everybody what it was. He waited until he was ready to retire. And once he was ready to retire, he gave, you know, his store clerk, you know, this secret recipe for $500. And that company has made that money so many times, <laughs> yeah. so many times over and over. But the story behind what he did in order to do it. Now, the story is about Coca-Cola, just in case you're not sure what product I'm talking about. You want to know how did they get started? Why is Coke such one of the greatest products out there in the market? But yet somebody else made the same, you know, sodas since then. It wasn't that Coca-Cola made something really, really special. They learned how to leverage their story. And this is the difference between who everybody has become. Because when you hear Andrew Carnegie, you think about the music hall. But you forget mm -hmm. what was his story prior to that? What made him the person? See, leaders are readers, and not all readers are leaders. But what happens mm. of it is, is that the more often that you, you understand the message in the story, how do you get that message from, you know, Dr. So living in China and, you know, becoming a Canadian? What was that story? Mm. And, you know, I, I kind of laughed at him because he says he had to learn English. But yet he was mm. just in Hong Kong having a problem <laughs> with speaking <laughs> Chinese. <laughs> That's incredible. So, yes. If you look at what is it that you really want in your life that's going to change, inspire, motivate someone to wow. do the thing. You know, we have a um, an app out right now, you know, um, Elite Sender Pro. We talk about it mm -hmm. often. And it's one of those things that if you didn't know how to use a product, if you don't know how to use your product, because all of us have phones, all of us have apps on our telephones, but we don't know how to really use them, how to leverage them. Could you imagine, you know, I teach you, you lease send a pro and you say, OK, so what is this? How can I make money on it? What's the purpose of getting it? And I can tell you a thousand times. But once I put it, put this down and I started mentioning it and I started showing you what it looks like. And now you can read over it and you do it. You say, oh, this product is fantastic. It turned the world over. But right now, because you didn't know it prior to me saying it, what did that tell you how you have to? reposition yourself. See, in the Land for Success community, we're not just taking things from where they once were. We are helping thousands of people. I think so far we have about 20,000 people that mm. we're helping. And just think of yeah. if we get to have 20,000 authors telling you wow. a story, you, your story is supposed to be there. I can't wait to read your story. I can't wait to motivate and inspire someone so I can tell your story to someone else, just as I have with Napoleon Hill, just as I have with Lester Bailey, <laughs> just as I had with so many others. You know, when you when you see what those stories are, when you some of you all think that Dr. Soul was never poor. Some of you all think that he has always had everything, but he's not telling you. He's humble enough not to tell you all of the stories of failures that he has had before he made successes. And then he mm. didn't tell you what made successes what happened to some of those successes where he had to reboot himself, reinvigorate wow. his, reestablish himself. This Incredible. is why we talk about these stories. This is why when we say 
stay with us. You know, every time that Dr. Soul comes on, I want you to see, read, listen to, you know, the valuable advice that you're going to get because you're getting coaching, you're getting mentoring, and you may have never met this fine gentleman. I'm one of the lucky persons that did. And everybody mm. that I know who has met him, who has you know, listened to him and inspired by him, you'd be surprised how our lives have truly changed for mm. the better. He actually wow. had me, just to, just to <laughs> show you, that you even jump in here yet. He had me read the story of Think and Grow Rich to the Facebook audience for over three years. Mm. And we talk every day, every day I read the story. So I had to learn what these stories were and what they were actually talking about. Each story in that book, each story was a story of someone. He's got the next mm. Think and Grow Rich book by telling your story. Wow. So I know That's we incredible. spent a lot of time yeah. out here, Dr. Bill. So let me ask well, you. you know, what, Go ahead. Hmm? Go ahead. Let me ask you one of your favorite hot seat questions. Yes. Did you like flying in a helicopter? Yeah, the funny thing is I've never been on a helicopter. <gasps> I've I've oh. had my clients, right, fly in a helicopter. So I think you're talking about, let's say, J.B. Owens mm -hmm. going to going to Niagara Falls or Forrest Riley going to Niagara Falls. And then I had a friend of mine, uh, Jim Giordotti, the mayor of Niagara Falls, surprised him with a secret knock on the door. And then took them for a helicopter ride over uh, the falls. So that that's pretty neat. We're coming up to the top of the hour, Lester, and I want to share just two quick things in terms of our, our book and our authors, if that's okay. Number one, please do support our authors. Go there today. Uh, it's our book launch right now. So you you purchasing a Kindle version. I think in the U.S. it's 71 cents. So you know, buy it, read it, leave a five-star review. Uh, we would really appreciate that. That'll help us to you know, get to number one bestseller. We're already number one bestseller in Canada. In terms of our authors, Lester, what you mentioned, you asked, why should someone become an author? Um, my answer, like everyone says, I don't know. I mean, you have to make a decision on if you want to share your story. I'll share uh, the success of a couple of our authors. One of our authors built an app specifically for the insurance industry. So today, because of him being an author and a member of Land for Success, we were able to connect him with an insurance company that has over 80,000 agents. Is that incredible? Okay, that's one, that's one, that's one story. Uh, another story is we had an individual. Do you remember when I was at the Roosevelt Hotel a number of years ago? Yes. My wife was speaking at a convention. So I come home and one of her authors called me excitedly and said, um, they called me excitedly, Lester, and said, um, I didn't want to tell you until after it was done. I just finished speaking at an event because they saw me at, your, at our book launch. So prior to, mm -hmm. to um, COVID, we did live book launches as well. And she said, somebody saw me at the book launch and hired me to speak at that book launch. And I just finished speaking to that book launch and I'm leaving the parking lot. And that's why I want to tell you now, because it's actually happened. And they paid me to come and speak and tell my story. Isn't that amazing? Yes, it and is. the third story I want to share with you, you know, you heard uh, Daniel Pewter we interviewed yesterday, who ended up in juvie as a teenager, uh, won the million dollar prize at WW Tough Enough. 
And now he's building academies all across the country for special education for kids who don't fit the normal mode of schooling. We're pitching him right now to speak at a convention in Macau in front of over 4,000 individuals. So our goal here is landing for success is we can't guarantee that you're going to successfully land for success, but we can guarantee when you're part of this community, we will do everything we can to support you open doors for you, even if it's just through somebody's story who inspires and motivates you to take action and become, you know, and to land for success. So thank you, Lester, for the opportunity to be here with you today. And thank you for joining, joining me on an interview. And thank you for writing your story. You all make sure you read Gordon's story. Give him six stars. You know, just tell tell Amazon <laughs> he had to have an extra star. So thank you all for joining us. Listen, stay with the interviews today. Get to know every one of the authors. We're having events, you know, time and time again, letting everybody know that this book is phenomenal. See you on the other side of your story. You all take care and have an amazing rest of your day. See you soon. For you Canadians, again, remember three o'clock, you know, Eastern Standard Time, Dr. Soul and Mr. Byron Nelson. It's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. Bye, thank everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you, Lester. Thank you, everyone.